Welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always is my buddy Dilra Jaisinger. Hello, Benjamin. We are coming in hot. We've got a, uh, a very, very exciting guest. Uh, she's very a comedian exciting. and broadcaster and an all around legend, a very good friend of ours. Please welcome for the first time, surprisingly for the first time, Jen Fricker. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hello. 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 Oh, my gosh. What a treat. Oh, oh. Man, that's the nicest thing. Treat house. Yeah, I exactly. love like any opportunity where I get to see one of you at an event. Like <laughs> I'm happy. Like I saw Dill at the Actor Awards, and then like Ben and I did Tasmania together. Oh, just a few so shows, and that was fun. a dream. And then now to combine, I know. It's Christmas season, and what we we like to think of us as bringing dreams come true. The, the, I always try that. We, I, are, I, we I, are we are Australia's <laughs> Make a Wish Foundation <laughs> for comedians. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh, I should make some phone calls. I guess <laughs> you should have asked for a better wish. It's like yes, our friend, yeah. our friend Tommy Dasselow's uh, great bit about uh, him, and we was sick as a kid, and he were, he had seen people get like invited to Foo Fighters concerts, but he asked for a laptop so he can play computer games. That rocks, honestly. Be, be yourself. Yeah. Um, no, it's so nice, Jenna. I feel like you're one of these friends. I was like, I wished I saw more of you, and wished you lived in Melbourne, and you don't. Mm. And that, that's, mm. It's fine, but now I get to see. Like, I've never seen you. you've got a very lovely apartment. Like, oh <laughs> yeah, you know it's got a big. Oh, actually, you know what? Hate this. I've got a back. The deck, the backdrop. Yeah, so that's very. I live in a part of Sydney called Newtown, and it's very <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> it's Sydney's answer to Fitzroy. A oh, yes. okay. Right, right. Uh, and Good burgers and stuff in that area, right? Is that the fried yeah. chicken place and things like oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Clems? There's good fried. Yeah, there's clams. There's yeah. Elhana. There's like a good bunch of good chicken places. But it's just very like, um, like I rent, obviously. And uh, this is like, they've gone like, mm. like, let's make this very anonymous apartment. Yeah. <laughs> like a bit cool. And they've put street art as a backsplash. Yeah, the street um, art is. An, I mean, look, I, I love it. I love it because it's better than the mo- majority of backdrops that you get in apartments. It's just, you know, yeah. cookie cutter. Look, so they've at least had a crack. Better that, than nothing. But that, uh, not I hate doing visual stuff on an audio please. medium. But what's the next to the purifier? What's the red box there? Is that like this a Christmas? One? Yeah, it's a gingerbread house. I thought so. Merry yeah. Christmas, everybody! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I so made you, my. Have you made gingerbread? Because I'm we're about to embark on it with the children. Are you making it from scratch? Or are you? I'm just doing the pre-cooked, and then you glue it together. The glue that because a friend of mine um uh, told this amazing story where they were working um with uh, kids uh who needed a respite um and uh and they were like you know either you do this program with us or uh, you might have to do some community service and then i remember these kids walked in and these very enthusiastic social workers were like hey guys we're making we're making gingerbread houses who's ready to make gingerbread houses and then one kid goes yeah i'm gonna head back to the streets <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Ben, what you're saying is a good point, though. Jen, you, it's true. I think you're one of those people in comedy that every time you hang out, we just pick up where we left off and it mm. feels effortless. And But it's so far, like, it's always like once a year or so, especially during the Absolutely, pandemic. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. You go, oh, this is the type of thing that if we were in the same town, it definitely would be closer mates. And it sucks that the interstate thing. So let's I know. Let's, let's start with the big question. We, like I said, this podcast is very much about health, like just what makes you 
happy. Is yes. how I think I've started to narrow down the focus. Initially, we're going to start with what makes you terribly sad. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Of course, we'll get to that. But uh, generally, th- in terms of habits and things like that, what are the things that you know you find when you're when you're at your best self? To quote the Instagrammers, mm. what do you reckon you 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 find that helps you uh, get there? Oh, that's so yeah. Gosh, um, that's a really complex question. Okay, well, we'll I feel with, no, no, no. Yeah. I feel like I I've got like many different. I mean, like on the baseline of it, right? Mm. It's kind of the one reason I don't think I could live in Melbourne is because mm. I need um lots of sun and I need right. quick access to water. Like that's just. And I just feel like when you every say time... water, isn't you mean swimming or just swimming drinking water? Because like, we have I mean, yeah. we have drinking water in Melbourne. What? I don't know. I don't what? know what part of the Melbourne suburbs you were everyone in. Everyone said you guys don't have water. That's what everyone's saying. <laughs> but is, is, um, when you say water, like uh, like uh, more ocean, or just it doesn't really matter. Like I get ocean the... or like during lockdown, I lived in the city, but I lived like half an hour walk from the harbor. So it was yeah. just one of those things where I could walk to the harbor and sit by it. And just being by the water. Also, yeah. I'm, like I'm Maori, and like so much of our culture is based around the water and like its power and mm. meaning. I, I literally have a tattoo. It's the worst tattoo in the world. But I have a tattoo mm. that says "I love the sea." Uh, okay, I <laughs> seriously I, love that. It's so bad. What? Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. I. This is. These are the. These are the things that I want to ask. Because most people. So tell me, why are you saying it's so bad? Because I love it. What oh, makes okay. You- First of all, the uncapitalized I. <laughs> okay, I get that. Okay, that would infuriating. That... <laughs> you could fix that though. You can fix that in post. I could. I could really fix it. Okay. But she's not doing. First of all, it was like the first tattoo I ever got. I was eighteen, right. and I was just very like everything has meaning. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Everything has meaning, including this thing that means nothing. And I'm going <laughs> permanently on my body. But I do believe, I do believe that like nothing has meaning. Everything is meaningless. So you get to then choose what yeah. meaning you ascribe to it. So whatever, whether it's, you know, God or your kids or your job or your, whatever your thing is, mm. we get to choose and give that meaning. Because otherwise, you know, what's the, it's it, the existential crisis that would have come if I accepted the the randomness of everything is a bit too much for me. So Absolutely. I do love that you lent into it. Like that's like, it could not be more cryptic. Like as in, it's so far from, it's the most earnest thing. Like you talk about wearing your heart on your sleeve. You literally are. I have a heart on my sleeve. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like I, uh, I have a, like, obviously I find it very like precocious and annoying, but then I yeah. also am like, that's where I was at 18. I was extremely right. like annoying yeah. and intoxicated on life. Like I uh-huh. just was like, cause I finally was like out in an adult and I couldn't believe that this whole world was opening up to me. And I was like, if, like, I just, I remember just being so overwhelmed by everything, even though I, I, I didn't have like a sheltered childhood or anything, but I would just walk around the city and be like, I can go into pubs. Yeah. I can yeah, have a yeah, glass yeah. of wine and no one's going to stop me. Like all these yeah, exactly. Things. And I just was like, oh, I can't. Be-. And I just was like, <laughs> I need so- money. <laughs> exactly. I have no money. But like, even, you know, so I just have like a lot of compassion for that version of myself where I'm like, oh, yeah. like she just really was so overwhelmed and so like turned on by like everything. (laughs) I I like that because I think about that in terms of like with stand-up, right? Like there are certain routines or stand-up clips that I cringe at and I, from, from, you know, 
I want to, I was going to say 10 years ago, but I cringe at something from six months ago, even as well. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. but the truth is I kind of have to remove myself and go, Hey, like when you come across a coloring you did in grade one, you don't go, Oh, what a loser. Look how shitty he's at drawing. You're like, Hey, he's having a crack. Good on him. You know, yeah. the five-year-old deal had a go, you know? So exactly. similarly, I'm just like, Oh, that's, that, that's a snapshot of me at that time. And my best of my abilities, that's what I could put together and try and let go. So I do like that you have that, uh, as well but the C in particular I want to drill down more because I love it too uh, I've said this I think on the pod before Ben haven't I that if I could choose how I die it would be like in a deck chair on the beach with my feet mm. just touching the water as I'm watching like a sunset or something and I just gently close my eyes and I'm gone skis. are you on a cruise did you just do 20 oh, <laughs> I could do crew, but no I think I need the sand I think I need the sand and the water I need to feel that texture I think it, again ideally if I could pick it the um but- just a bit of perspective as well. I, 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 I um, there's, everyone talks about earthing and wanting to put their feet on the ground when they start the day. And I, when someone's explaining that to me, I, I always think about the beach and, and like, and if I, if I could choose, if my parents didn't live in the city or say when the kids were older, I think I would move to, to the beach because mm. I have a friend who went through a lot of hard, uh, really a lot of issues. And the, what saved him was just going for a swim in the ocean every morning, no matter how cold it was just that connection with the beach literally like I'd say literally saved him. And so yeah. I totally like when you say, I love the sea, it's like at least that sentiment on your arm is never really going to change. I know the sea's uncancelable. Thank God. <laughs> uh, I have a few friends who have like, not yet. Yeah, give not it yet. 10 I years. Mean, <laughs> but considering all it's been doing, all the people it's killed, it's still going. Still the brand is strong. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, <laughs> it's very different to like getting someone getting a Kanye tattoo. I have two now, friends who have Kanye tattoos. Yeah, really? I'm like, you, I felt bad about this. You should feel bad about that. Oh, that's so good. But the sea will Neptune, baby. Neptune is always. Fucking <laughs> took the Titanic, took Harold Holt, still Man. not cancelled. You know what? They need to do a 60 minutes on this. How is the C not getting? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because I don't know about you, like, because when you're 18, <laughs> were you scared? Like, when you're 18, the whole world's in front of you. And in some cases, so, you know, I, I was quite insecure at, at 18. Uh, I was living overseas. But, like, I like, I, if I went into the ocean now as an 18 year old, I think I'd be fine. But now, when I go into the uh, into the ocean now, I'm genuinely terrified of yes. the ocean. Yes, like, like absolutely. I, like, whether I respect it more because it is so dangerous, but like I used to swim behind the back of the waves and float. I would not do that now. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. I grew up surfing, and so like I was just out in the water as like a little kid all Where day did you every grow up? day. Like uh like northern beaches of Sydney. So um I used to surf a lot at like Collaroy and Manly and stuff like that. Right. Um, DY. And so um yeah, like I because as a kid you just have no and I, I skateboarded as well. So I had no comprehension of like it I could so easily die, right? Yeah. But so, but I was the same. I would like go out around the back of the waves. I was like surfing massive waves that I sh- absolutely shouldn't have been on, like on a little <laughs> foam fucking board. But I was just like, yeah, because this is like my happy place. And like the, I remember seeing a reef shark, which are like very small. Um, and I I got a bit spooked by that. But then are they dangerous? Sorry, my no, 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 no. They're no. like um, they're they pretty- give you a nip. If yeah, they, really they could it. probably take a nasty like a flash. bite out of you. Yeah, like flash a chihu- like a <laughs> uh, like a chihuahua could take a nip out of you. you know, ah, ah of okay, stuff. right, 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 right. 
Um, like, oh, ouch. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm bleeding. Yeah. And then that Maybe triggers the speakers. other sharks. And they're like, hey, right. oh, mate, Reefy found us one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, he's done something. Um, yeah, no, and and it's funny. Like, I, I just, and same with skateboarding. Like, I used to skateboard all the time. And then I became a teenager and, like, didn't have time anymore. So then just, like, got into that. And then I have went surfing in Mexico, like, a couple of years ago. And it was the first time I'd really gone surfing since I was, like, maybe 15 and it's like um it was in Puerto Escondido which is like kind of a very renowned surfing like pipeline I guess whatever okay. they call it like is that, um, is that like Bell's Beach in Victoria or yeah. like uh, in Hawaii let's hang 10 guys let's hang, hang 10. 10 cool yeah. just a couple of grums on grum chat um <laughs> But it was one of those. <laughs> um, but I was I was literally doing like lessons again and terrified. And it was right. like it was a surf beach. There are heaps of surfers there. Like nothing was going to go wrong because if something went wrong, someone would just like fish you out of the water. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. You were terrified. Is that just because with age we get we start to understand just how fucking unpredictable and dangerous things can be, and we start to lose that sort of loss of abandon like you know what I mean uh, reckless abandon that we have as children is it just that is it ignorance is bliss I mean I guess like our frontal yeah. lobes have finished developing so yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> no, that, like, that isn't it yeah like we have a full comprehension of our own mortality and the limitations right. of our bodies but I think also just like I don't know you you don't have like hang-ups and complexes about your own limitations as a kid yeah. but you do as an adult yeah well, I, and maybe I you feel don't... like that plays a huge role your limitations yeah. like I, I just don't have the body that I had when I was in my mid-20s so therefore right. if I do get into trouble like you know and also like if I get like I've been caught in a rip before and yes. then and then you go okay when I got caught in a rip I was like I was fit. I was in my early twenties. I was like, "Hey, I know to either swim diagonally across it or just sit there, wait until it takes me out of the back and swim back." If I know that now, yeah. But if it happened to me now and I got caught in the river, I'm, like, I'm dead and I'm going to swim straight against the current. One hundred percent. I remember when I was learning to surf the first time as a kid, and my teacher was like, "It won't take you to New Zealand. Just go with it, and then you'll come back. Like it'll be fine." It's, it's um, the most racist to see. Like go yeah, back to yeah, where yeah. you came from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then gives up halfway. See, That's again, the Australian way. How's how's the scene not been cancelled? Exactly. <laughs> Everyone, we need to be talking about this. Put yeah, this on yeah. TikTok. Hashtag um, cancel the sea. Cancel the sea. Um, but yeah, you're so right. Like intellectually, you know that if you just stay calm and do the right thing, then you won't die. Um, but, but then I'll say like the physical reality because yeah, like, because you have... your adrenaline spiked and your you you know you I, I would say that's a great analogy for for sometimes just life in general. Like I'm you know the best of the description is in a funk right now between health and 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 well being and mental health and all of that. And I physically, I'm sorry, I objectively know the things that I need to do that pulls me out of the slump. But it's like it's so annoying to have the knowledge and not apply it. Like it's almost mm. like frustrating. Similarly, when you're caught in that tide, you're like, okay, I know I need to just relax and ride the way, whatever. Instead, you're like, no, just fight, just fight, just fight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you're like, oh, I'm drowning. Yeah. How can yeah. you, how how dare you drown me? <laughs> like it's yeah. just take it personally. But, but then you're right, Dilly, because it's like those, oh, you go, okay, well, I've got these tools that I know how to use. And I'll, I'll give a clear example. I'm going away for a summer holiday with my family. 
and I know that I cannot swim properly. So what I'm buying for myself is one of those Baywatch uh, life buoys, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, so if the kids do get in trouble, at least I can swim out with that. At least we can hold on to that together as we wash back up to shore. Like, because I know that if I <laughs> if I go to get the kids, I probably they might survive. I probably won't. But if I have yeah. some sort of flotation device, I'll feel better when I'm at the beach, knowing that if I do need it, I can grab it. That that's wow. what it's come yeah. to. So wait, so you just never learn how to swim, or you just not a confident swimmer? No, I'm just not a confident. I'm just not a confident swimmer. Like I feel like I've swum enough in the ocean, but I just don't have the fear. I just don't have the cardio to say if we got swept out, whether I had the cardio. Like, and they say that when adrenaline kicks in, you're fine, and then you know you're able to make it work. But say if we really got swept out fast, like if we hang on stuff, like if we just have some sort of flotation device you'll be fine. And so yeah. it's like, you know, and it's, but there's nothing worse than going to um, boating, camping and fishing and then just going, Ooh, oh, I think I need a boy because these life jackets are not fitting. Yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> going to a tailor to try and get it. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a yeah. Or you, we know when you were, when you get a jacket, like, it's a bit small, but I was like, I don't have to do the buttons. You need to do the buttons up on a life jacket. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, honestly, like I hate to be this person, but maybe learning to surf might be good for you because you learn about how, like, if you fill your lungs with air, you're your own flotation device. You know? Yeah, totally. Oh, okay. And and then- reading and like and it's just practice, like the the ten thousand hours thing of being out in the sea often enough. But I totally understand what you mean, and like it must be fucked with having kids who are literally just like pieces of your heart outside of yourself. Oh, it's it's and you're just and like, it, oh, go on the sea. Famously should be cancelled, but is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just my daughter yelling at it, going, "Use the correct pronoun." <laughs> <laughs> the sea misgendered me. <laughs> um, so wait, yeah. so so swimming, so water is your more or less happy place in that sense, like so. That's I'm the part happiest. Of, yeah, yeah. So and even if problem- it's not, sorry, go, man. Uh, the problem is I keep meeting people who aren't sea people. Like my boyfriend doesn't like the beach because he's like, oh, I don't like sand on my toes. Wow, like, you're okay. a joyless cunt. No, <laughs> I love him very much. But like, yeah, he's like country because he grew up in Wagga, so he's like yeah. country. Right, right, right. Guy, and so he doesn't trust the sea. So again, right. So see, should. my my girlfriend, it's it's the opposite with her because she grew up in the in a beach town in WA. For her, the ocean doesn't have that magic that it has for me. So it's almost like for her, her happy place is forest and woods and things like that. Like. You know, so we were in uh, uh, Margaret River once and literally we had our chairs facing, like I was facing the ocean and she's facing the, the forest. So I would have thought that because she grew up there, she aren't like, you know, be like me going, hey, as much as water as possible. But for her, it's just like getting a tram. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, big deal, an orange sky. You know? I just always think like snakes are worse than sharks. Like, cause we, I did like a lot of bush. I used to be such an outdoorsy kid. It's so funny. I'm not at all anymore, but I used to like go bushwalking heaps as a kid and I was well, always flashback says otherwise. I'm yeah. I'm very cute. <laughs> um, I used to go bushwalking a lot as a kid again by myself, which is mm. insane. Like that, that's, that's that, how old that scares how me old? so much. Would have been like 11 or 12. Just so gone for a wonder. Like, if my daughter goes home, she's going bushwalking by herself. I was like, Hey, how about a big cup of nut? Yeah, fuck, man, <laughs> right? And, like, I yeah, I grew up on, like, the edge of the Karungay National Park, so it's, like, huge. <laughs> so how long like, would you go on. for? How long would you go for, Jen? Like, half a day, full wow. day, maybe. 
No phone um, as well, right? But that yeah. sense of independence, which my, I have to admit my daughter is craving at mm. the moment. Like, But that sense of independence as a kid is amazing. I think, like, to be very blunt about it, my parents uh, did not have a very happy manage, uh, marriage, so it was just like, I'm off, bye, and they'd be like, what? <laughs> and I'd yeah, just be yeah. like, hey, Ru, you so guys was it an escape for the summer, like an escapism? Yeah, yeah and yeah, I would rough. just go see it, like, on a rock or something and just hang out. But, like, I'm, I hate the bush. Snakes, terrible. Yeah. Bull ants, awful. Yeah. Ticks, What's the point of terrible. bull ants? Like, Cancel them as well. Cancel. I reckon <laughs> the bush gets cancelled before the ocean just because I think there's so many worse things in the bush. Well, a bull ants and slash jumping jacks. Even worse. Yeah. Why are they jumping? Yeah. Why are they whoa, jumping whoa, on your body? Slow down, slow down. Immigrant here. What is a jumping jack? It's a type of ant. It's and they jump at you? Yes. Yeah. Fuck the bush. Leeches in the bush. Hate that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just remember, good. like, my mum used to pluck ticks out of my head, like with tweezers, oh, and they would be ticks. like. Real thick. Oh, it's, Wait, but it's ben, really gross. And Ben's about to go camping on recreation. <laughs> like, this is You're the thing. It's true. This. It's true. So, I, am, I am going camping. And, and, and the thing about it is, like, we, we broke it. It's always. You break out the the lists, so you got you have these insane camping lists, mm. and then like my brought them out, and I was like, "Oh dear God, so much work." So so swimming wise, <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's when you say the ocean, I love the sea. Um, it's is it, you could just be even just looking at it, and that can calm you down and bring you, you know, absolutely. Yeah, and like yeah. there's scientific like research about it all, mm. like that tells you that it's good to just be by ocean and be by like big bodies of water and stuff like that. And I What's that I know in that... terms of just being able to see the horizon? Is that why? Yeah. And sound, and I guess... It's a whole it's isn't it sound and feeling and atmosphere as well. The atmosphere changes at yeah. the ocean. Yeah. And like your heart rate lowers like sound affects so much of like your mental health. Mm. And so like the sound of the ocean, the waves lower your heart rate and stuff like that. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I think Huberman podcast has like a whole episode on it. Right. Like, I'm a big Huberman fan. Can yeah. I just side note about Huberman? I love, I love everything about him, including the fact that he will go back and say, "Oh, I got this wrong on episode blah blah blah." It should mm. be this. He's good. Big, big fan of it. Too. However, he's so comprehensive that I can't listen to. I'm like, I need yeah, people. No. To, I need people to give me the bite-sized Huberman dot points. Yeah, 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 just the dot points. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, so. So when you don't have access to water and stuff like that, if you're like in the in Wagga, for example, what what do you find is the next best thing for you? Do do you try and just you know uh, go for bush walks or avoid it? Uh, yeah, bush walks or just sitting in the sun heaps <laughs> as well. Yeah, I think like I don't know, just anything because I I don't know. I was talking about this with who was I talking about? Is I was talking about this with Cameron James amazing comic the other night I just about how like I've realized just how lonely stand-up comedy is like so many of yeah. I have like many 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 friends obviously including you guys in stand-up comedy and like kind of what we were saying at the beginning of the podcast like I probably only get to see you guys once mm. or yeah. twice a year yeah um and even in my own city I feel like I don't really get to see people a lot and it's just like a very lonely thing but you're always in planes or hotel rooms or by yourself at home, like kind of a bit directionless until, but I mean, I mean, Ben's got a family. <laughs> like, and yeah. That's obviously yeah. different, but um, like, it's just like very lonely. And um, I think that kind of sense of loneliness kind of 
makes you feel like you're disconnected from something bigger that's happening outside. Like there's something outside that you don't know about that maybe everyone else knows about. Yeah, that you're Does not that in on sense? the joke. Like, yeah, exactly. You're like, you're, you're an outsider and there's yeah. like a, you, we, I think we all have versions of not feeling like we got invited to the cool kids party. Mm. And then we're in stand-up comedy where we think we are doing like being, I, I feel being true to myself. Then you start, start seeing like news reports about the shit going down in the world. And we're like, oh, we're so like, kind of in this little bubble of of uh, escape and like we run away to the circus and think yeah. oh it's fine we're being cockheads and having fun and being silly and traveling and I always say it, it it's a lot less glamorous than it looks because it looks like oh cool you get to travel to different cities in the world and stuff like that I still love it like here's the thing I've just realized that I'm wired in a way that this suits me because I do love this like four hours to Perth on a flight I get to sit with my fucking puzzle yeah I know? like that and yeah. there's also like the like I love flight, like being on a plane. I mean, I hate yeah. planes because they're big buses essentially, but like to be able to sit on a plane essentially by yourself and look out at the sky is like profoundly yeah, I, crazy. I, and we just have all these like insane existential experiences regularly. Yeah. And then we get off the plane and they were like, here's my dick jokes. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> totally. So, um, totally. And, and so I know. And then, but, but it's so funny because like for me, I guess it, like now when I do catch a plane, I mean, before COVID, I loved catching a plane and getting away from kids all the Same. time. Absolutely loved it. I was like, oh, "This is my and this is my time. This is my break." Now I don't like being away from home, mm. and it's it's a, it's been a real change. That now it's like, yes, it's my time, and I feel like you know because I you know because I've got the kids all the time. It's like, oh, this is my time to be productive on a plane. When really I've got to, I had to learn how to relax on a plane plane mm. again, rather than just going. Oh, I, I can get everything done. I can get. Or, you know, start doing crowd work with the person next to me. I was like, fucking calm the fuck down. Like, you no, like- you're so right, though. I feel the same. Like, I used to really luxuriate in the experience of it. And I'd get to the airport early and take in the lounge. Yes. And, like, I don't know. And just, like, people watch and stuff like that. And now I'm like, I feel so – because it's I feel really on edge. And then I feel like everyone else is on edge. Also, I have just had bad interactions at airports lately where I'm like – Oh, I don't know. Like, I just. I think there's two things. There's two things at play for me, at least. I'll speak from my experience. One is uh, the pandemic obviously shifted every kind of perspective we had on, I guess, entitlement to move around. Like, I always thought, oh, mom and dad are in Sri Lanka, but I can always jump on a flight and see them. And having Mm. that taken away, like, rattled me and started reframing everything that I thought to be, you know, what I thought I was in a comfortable place. I'm like, well, should I be in Sri Lanka more often and things like that? So that has started to make me reframe stand up and, and my career in the first place. But then secondly, I, I yeah, I think it's just match fitness as well. Like, I think we got so comfortable in a way of, I, I don't know if this is possible, but developed more interest, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, introverted sort of behaviors like mm. I used to be someone was like, yes, give me as many people, uh, you know, as much as I can. And also in terms of that loneliness thing, weirdly though, I think one of the good things to come out of the pandemic was realizing then, you know, who are the comedian mates of mine that I still kept close or who still reached out because mm. then yeah. it sort of like almost withered away everything. And like, sadly, Ben didn't make the cut. Like it's really. We only spoke once every two days. <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> but the truth is that like, I, it was like Lomas and Tono and Josh Earl and things like that to realize that, oh, these are people that I still keep close in spite mm. of the fact that we don't see each other anymore. You know what I mean? So hope, did you feel like that at least kind of you'd whittle down who your core friends within comedy can be? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. But I just think also I'm like, why did I choose this? <laughs> 
<laughs> not in a bad way. Yeah, I yeah. think everyone questions everything they're doing all the time. But just like I was a bit like, why have I chosen this thing that without other people I don't exist? Yeah, well, that's interesting. Mate, 100%. Like, and also I, I deal with this quite regularly at school pickup and drop-offs because we because the first two years you couldn't really connect with other parents and so therefore you couldn't have play dates and stuff. And so now I have two schools of, of like people go, I said, what do you do? And I go, like, I'm a comedian. Now, usually the, the follow-up questions are insane. They're like, what? Like, you know, that's amazing. And then there's really, there's, there's either one or the other. Either people are fascinated, like, amazing that you get to do that and and that creative, like, you know, what's it like? Like, does, does that mean you just go home and you've got time off? And, like, and the other people will just look at you blankly and go, how do you deal with the yeah. insecurity of income and how do you? Like, people just cannot fathom that you could be in an industry even with everything that's happened in COVID, there could be something that's so insecure because you're like, yeah. how do you pay the mortgage? How do you save up? Like, like, and 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 it makes sense. Mm. Like, like, and and I don't know anything different after you know nearly ten years of doing it full time. Well, that's but it. Now, yeah, it's like, like it's, you do it. Like that's how you handle it is by doing it. Yeah, and it's like how like in stand up you can't practice anyway. Like you just the practice is the doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's also kind of a head fuck too. It's like it's just unbridled vulnerability and like creation. Like it's just crazy. Anyway, no, I've been I, getting real existential lately. I feel what, like last what, time I saw you, Lomas, I was like, we were in Tasmania and I was just going through it. And I don't even know yeah. what I was going through, but I was just like having a bad time. <laughs> and I think this but, year I've just kind of uh really like tried to unpack like why i'm doing the things i'm doing or like what intentions i have for myself i think but you you said something that st- has stuck with me all year and i haven't told you this but when we were in the car driving up uh, to london and we were talking about comedy and i was like and, and i think you were surprised how long i'd been doing it for and we we're just talking it back and forth but then you said to me it's like yeah but you sound like you still have a thirst for it yes and i <laughs> And I and I and I didn't I didn't I I never really accepted that I was like I was like and then it was and that has that set me kind of up for the year because when we after we had that chat it's like well actually I do have a thirst for it but also I need to take more risks so mm. after Tasmania it was that thing where I was like I'm gonna get up twice a week and I'm gonna get up with pretty new material every time and then play to my strengths it was just like just let the creativity flow because like now like at the moment now I was like sometimes I don't know where it comes from and also. I don't know how to harness it, yeah. but accepting the fact that, yeah, wherever the muse is, as if I'm in a good space and I feel supported or, you know, like I have this thing at the moment where it's like, like I have this thing where it's like, I love talking to old people. Like I just, I love talking to old people because the more I talk to them, the better I feel and the more creative I feel. So sometimes, you know, some old ladies do get hassled on a tram, but you know what? <laughs> like, like it just makes me feel good. And I always, I've, I wanted to say that for you because I was oh. like, because we were talking about how comedy works, how is it? And then when we got to Launceston Dill, I don't know if I told you this, it was just so beautiful to watch my uncle, who's pushing 80, talk to Jen and have this conversation. I was like, there is no way in the world that my uncle would meet someone like Jen and it was it's just so, so great yeah. to see them talk to one another. I was like, I remember just like, this is, I remember calling his, like, my cousins going, you will not believe what happened. You will not believe what's happening right now. They're about to sit down and watch comedy and Jen's going to do five minutes on dildos. I cannot wait. <laughs> on eating puss. Um, yeah, that's so funny because, like, from that trip, because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just, I, I just got so fucking in my head that whole weekend um 
And I remember the first show we did was in Hobart and um, Ballard showed up, which already really like intimidated me. Plus like a bunch of people who were down there shooting the Kate's new shows. Mm, So it was like cool, yeah, yeah, like cool comedy people or like actory, directory people that we knew. So I was like already really, and also like I still have that imposter syndrome of like any time I'm headlining anywhere, I'm like, have you made a mistake? Like (laughs) that doesn't seem like, Um, and then also Ben, like had just fucked his ankle up so badly. Yeah, we heard about that on the pod, yeah. But then just wandered straight on stage, did 10 (laughs) minutes in crush, and I was like, I could never. Like, I could never. I would break my leg or something, and I'd be like, well, I guess I'm going away for six months. I'm going to the asylum. I'm off to the farm. Put a fucking bullet in me. Um, But I remember, like, that happening and me being, like, really – First intimidated, but also inspired by it. But then also like Ballard showing up and I was like, you're about like, why are you here, dude? And he's like, oh, to watch comedy. I'm like, watching comedy (laughs) when you're (laughs) not on the lineup? That's insane to me. And I think it just, and like that conversation, of course, we had in the car. I was like, I think it just made me realize like I, I really just needed to get the fuck out of my head for a bit. And like, um. I was being so protective and I'm very protective of myself for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Some of them you can Google. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think I just, and I've realized that like being overly protective can come at a cost of like not being vulnerable and therefore not being creative and not wanting to put yourself out there, which is obviously the antithesis of being funny. Well, it's the, it's the challenge in every aspect of life, isn't it? Because nothing great happens in the comfort zone so you want to be able to operate in the discomfort zone but then if you push too far then you're in the danger zone so Mm. and that's harmful to you so i think we're all whether it's exercising nutrition comedy whatever it is we're constantly trying to find that right balance between being out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself to grow but also not pushing too far to the point where you burn out and things like that so if you look back at tasmania as maybe being in the thick of it at that point uh, two-parter question then why where do you reckon you are at now and what do you think you did or what did you find helpful to get to the spot that you're at now um oh that's an interesting question I I think I'm still grappling with it I also think I just need to I don't know I've been doing this for 11 years and I mm. think something that happened for me I like I don't want to be a shithead about it, but like I achieved a lot of things I wanted to do mm. very quickly. Like within, I'd say the what's, first. What's that like? <laughs> but like. No, no, no. But uh, but yeah, I, I uh, keep you going. You know, yeah. like within like yeah. the first five years of doing something, I like hit like a lot of professional goals, mm-hmm. and then I think I just, uh, um, hmm, what am I trying to say? So then now, like. I'm like, okay, so what's the next 10 what's years going to look right. up? Right. And, and also like what needs to change and like what kind of things have I become used to treating myself or treating other people? Like, I don't know. It doesn't sound There's very not, funny, but. No, no, no. Where I do your priorities change? Well, like, yeah. Like, yeah. It, where, where, where do you want to do next? Also depends on how you feel well, and what your priorities are. Exactly. It's a phenom- and I f- it, it's a phenomenon that they found out from like people who traveled to space, like the, the 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 people who did the moon landing and stuff like that, that when they came back, it was this thing that you cannot explain to someone of going, oh, I've ach- I did this thing that was something that I really wanted to do. And then I climbed to the top of the mountain, I got it. But now 
it's suddenly you've lost a direction or purpose or that thing that kind of gave you that purpose was the goal. And once mm-hmm. you've achieved it, people don't talk enough about the discomfort that comes with it because you feel bad to even say, oh, I'm not in a good way right now because I've achieved the things that I hope to. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and so many footy players go through that a lot because they, <laughs> they work so hard to get to that point. They get it and they feel sad but no one's allowed to say they're sad because it seems like you're being ungrateful or entitled to more. Yeah. I think I just like, I used to be so ambitious. I also am realizing through this chat that I just have always seen myself as like by myself, like from a young age and like very comfortable in that. And then now with after the last few years, having to completely redefine my like existence, you know, detaching it from like, I'm only a person when I'm in front of people or who I am in relation to people or who I am in relation to what I do, I'm like, just like, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, it's not a very fun or like I think you're clean answer, though. but do you know what I mean? Like 100%. it's just. No, hundred percent. It's because it's like, if we, we self-esteem is basically anything that you have decided that is important to you. And the more you deviate from that, the more your impact on your self-esteem is. So yeah. for some people, it's their job. For some people, it's their, their their kids, their religion, whatever it is that they've decided is important. And then what can happen with something like pre-pandemic, we put so much ambition and drive behind our work uh, identity that it was then suddenly snapped up and mm. it starts to really, you know, your self, sense of self is gone. So then we have to start redefining it. And now we've come out of it. And you're like, I don't know if I want to peg myself in that box of the ambitious go-getter as much as I thought I did, you know? And, yeah. and that is a hard pill to swallow in itself because that's how you were operating for 11 years before that. Yeah. And it's like little things. Like I always thought I'd be like, I was going to move to LA March of 2020. And I'm oh, wow. so glad I did it. Like, I think I would have absolutely killed myself, but I... I'm now like, I will never move there. I don't think unless something really massively changes about my life. But at that time I was like, I was ready to leave everything and go by myself. And now I have like um, a relationship and like much better friendships and like a much better awareness about myself. Uh And I think that for so long, I thought that ambition meant pain. So it was like, right. And now I'm like, okay, so how do I make stuff in a way that doesn't make me feel terrible? Like I'm not doing festival shows next year. And part of me is like, uh, I should like, maybe, I don't know. You get the, again, this idea that like, oh man, you're going to drop off. Like you're going to. Yeah, 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 totally. But then it's also like, no one gives a fuck. No one. Yeah. No one gives a fuck. If anything, people care more that when you've done a show that you want to do, as opposed to that feel like you have to do. And I've done so many shows where I've just, and Ben's been at a couple of them, where I've just struggled, (laughs) (laughs) where I've just not wanted to be there. And I like just was punishing myself by being there. And it's like, is this noble? It's not for the audience and it's not for me. So who's it for? Right, right. And And I think I like from doing that too much, like I I had long COVID this year. I didn't even realize I had long COVID. Really? Because I was just like, just Um, fucking get over it. Like in my mind, I was like, oh, you tired. Oh, you're a bit unfit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's it. That's that's that part of like that balance of being kind to yourself where it gets confused because, you know, you feel like, hang on, you don't want to be too soft on yourself. But then sometimes it's literally like something like long COVID that you're not giving yourself a pass for, which is unfair. Like, you know, you should allow yourself to feel tired sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I'm trying to see everything 
but my career especially in like seasons like oh, AFL okay. football is like sometimes right. you have an injury in a season uh-huh you just need to fucking take the season off or like, well they have the off season and pre-season there's yeah. like there's actual recovery built into the the longevity of the career whereas in stand-up we don't really maybe over december we have two weeks where that doesn't december, seem to be yeah but the december, rest of it's Jan, really maybe. like you feel bad if you take time off like I know I had this weird thought where I was like, hey, I kind of could use a snap lockdown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, this is our first year in two years we haven't had a lockdown. And yeah. like, I feel exhausted yeah. because I did too much. And that's why I got COVID. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I remember and, it and- really specifically is the last time I saw you do. I did like a bunch of in, corporates. It was and in then, Newcastle, yeah? And then I flew in on this tiny fucking plane from like Canberra to Newcastle. You know when you can see the pilot, the cockpit, and you're like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to know how this fucking. I don't want to know that a person is in. Why is he of checking us. his messages? Yeah. Why? 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 You don't do that. But I was just like pushing so hard and just trying to earn money because I thought like, uh, yeah, I did like some crazy amount of shows within like four days or three days or something, and then like got really, 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 really sick, and then just kept mm. trying to work even though I like the day I got out of COVID ISO, I did a shoot <laughs> it's just like wow yeah it was fucked it was so fucked and so I mean, yeah it's similar to the conversation ben you and i had uh when we just caught up as well because people believe it or not we're actual mates who do catch up outside the party. don't believe it if it's not recorded i don't believe <laughs> it oh, so far. but i was saying like i i think i underestimated just how um much i've been sweeping things under the rug in terms of having the heart attack and then five days later being back at the festival like not really giving myself that permission to process it mm. and and how that had potentially i'm like now only looking at it going oh because i was never um like um secret about how shit i was feeling i was like oh yeah i was really scared i'm all like because i'm verbalizing all of the the things without saying oh it's fine i didn't ever said it's fine but the truth is i never sat away and sat down with it, it took like months for my therapist to get me to label it as trauma because I was like oh mm. was it trauma though like she's like you nearly like died you're allowed mm. to call that trauma but I felt bad to frame it in those words because it felt like oh that's not a, my word to use do you know what I yeah. mean like it's like no, no 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 I know people who've been through trauma this is nothing compared to that and just again dismissing the struggle and so I think you're right like we in the the way we've decided how we need to operate in this job has made us you know put things like at bay, like I say, oh, we'll deal with that later and just keep going, going, going without actually stopping before yeah. it becomes a problem. I would love then, to know. Oh, sorry, Ben, you go. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. But it's just that thing where it's like, it's just also knowing when to stop yeah. Yeah. because of the nature of our industry. You, you know, if you're, you're always on the hustle. You're always trying to find it. You're always trying to even understand what the fuck your career is. Yeah. <laughs> which which is like uh, half the time I don't know. But then then as I was explaining to is then also what I've been trying to do is just also look at the positive. So like I needed to point out to my partner, I was like, I'm taking like the whole summer off. Like mm. we have the whole school holidays together. There's no other dad. Like I make the decision not to work and that's fine. Um, but then, you know, the idea that we're just, you know, we're coming up to Sydney, we're doing a road trip down the coast, we're just doing all that kind of stuff that was like, that is worth any more money than I could possibly earn. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, and, and to feel that, it takes a while because you're just like, no, I need to do this corporate or I mm. need to do this. And my partner always says, because she grew up not, like I grew up with a family that we did have money issues. And so therefore that kind of fuels me as well. And then she does this thing where I was like, oh, should I do this? Or, you know, I'm down to this final two for this, you know, ad or there's a roll up here. And then she always says, 
Money's money. Yeah. And it settles me every time. I'm like, yeah, money's money. Like, it doesn't matter. Kids are healthy. They're keen to go see the giant koala on the way up. Uh, no. <laughs> I, yeah. I said that to a homeless man just the other day when he was. Money's money. Sorry, Jen. You, vibes. you were going to say uh, you'd love to know. Oh, yeah. So, because the thing I think about as well is like, what is my out or like, what is my end point with this career? Right. And like, I don't necessarily know what that the ocean, <laughs> the ocean. I'm going to walk into the ocean. Cruise, cruise gigs. <laughs> yeah. Cruise gigs. Um, but I just, uh, I, as in like, am I going to be in my fifties or sixties still doing this? Mm. And I don't know if I would. And sometimes I look at like <clears throat> comedians that we know who are still well, doing it. The one who just recently retired? Who said? Oh, who's, who's the one who recently retired? J- J- Judith Lucy just said oh. no more stand-up. Oh. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is I, an example where she's like, yeah. I, I don't need to do this anymore. I, I'm going to, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't see it from, I don't know. Or maybe I, think, I just need to get to a point where I could construct like a way to tour and get, because that's like right. the only money is touring really. And so committing yourself to three months away from home every year at the minimum, like, I'm like, I don't necessarily know if I want to be in my fifties or sixties doing that. Or Totally. I, I think about that a lot as well. Like, ooh, and, 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 but also sometimes that, that choice is taken away from you as well. Yes. Like I, I go, will I still be working at 50? You know, mm. like, like I don't have the profile that you two have. And so do, will that affect me or will that do the opposite and allow me to keep going longer? Like I don't, yeah. I don't know the answers to it, but then that's why, you know, as much as wanky as that, too, this too shall pass. But it's like at the moment now, just with the, with the kids, my kids' age and the lifestyle, is like I'll keep doing this until the kids like I don't want to hang out with you. That's like, so good. That's so good. Like I think that's so cool to like see it as like in tandem with how you're raising your kids. Like it's a tool yeah, that it, you get it, to do to raise your kids. That's cool. Yeah, and 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 it's just like it's especially because I I like I'm dropping the kids off at school and picking them up. Yeah, I got six hours in between, but the morning beforehand, like we would, what was it? We were dancing. <laughs> We were dancing to bad music this morning. Uh, they put in their lunch order request. Uh, my partner flies out. Then we were late to school. Uh, then we make up this game that all the pets in the area go to this one hairdresser. And so we just talk about all the characters of who's getting a haircut, what. And then we got to school late, which was hilarious. Then we jogged. And I was like, I'm so looking forward to picking them up. Yeah. Because then we just get to play soccer, hang out. And I love hearing about their day. And I was like, if my job allows me to do that, that's great. Mm. And, and and that helps a lot with when it does get intense. I think, that, like, Dil, what you were talking about as well, it's like sometimes you just need a break. Yeah. Like if you've got that much work and you feel so grateful that you have that work and then you're like, yeah, but fuck, sometimes i just got to stop as well. Yeah. 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 We just are people, I think, especially in our industry where work is not like you're not entitled to showing up at the office and leaving at five. You don't know when you get to give and be given work. So mm. you hustle so hard in the early years that you're so grateful that you're getting the opportunity that rather than when you tips over to the other point where you get to knock back work, you start to feel bad to do it because you think, well, who am I to knock back work? Cause you know, two years ago, I was desperate for something like this or whatever, but mm. the truth is no. Yeah. That this is the reward for that hustle in those first first few years is the ability to say no i need some time to myself yeah and we we think of it as feeling bad to say no to gigs and things like that at least i do i know that that i just feel and and it's also fomo it's just bullshit wiring that if you say no to this now they will never ask you again Absolutely. and your fear of missing out you know what i mean yeah but, 
but I think though, in terms of long term, if you if we circle this back to finish us up with the idea of you know where we started with the tattoo, you look at the tattoo and you go, oh, at that age, I didn't have I didn't have the knowledge that I have now, but it still reminds me of a simpler time where I was able to go surfing and not worry about those things. I think similarly, when you're fifty. You just have to look, you'll realize that looking back now, these are the years that you needed to, you know, stretch yourself out a bit and see where and what your comfort zone is and what's un, what's your deal breakers. Yeah. And then mm. you scale it down to going, you know what, at 50, I'm just going to be touring for three months. And then the rest of the time, I'm going to be doing this or so whatever <laughs> version that you like. It's almost like this is the opportunity to design your life for your 50 now. Do you know what I mean? By, yeah. by, by seeing what your breaking point is and then. You know, or you, or you hit 50 and go, I think I do need to tour because I got no super. I got no super. Uh, everything, a, a, a pint of milk costs $50. Uh, I do like the idea that I'm out there at 50 with my tits out. Like, I really do like the idea what? that I'm like on stage, just like, ah! like, I do love so that idea. Good. I love it. And then by then you I just like, like you've a lived the penis style Yeah, thing but it's just my boobs. Oh, I mean, Bridget Emery already does it, but you know, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, my yeah. own yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so good. Jen, this has so been good. incredible. We we're, we have to oh, wrap no, up. I'm going to run off as well. But, uh, mate, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, our listeners will probably know where to find you, but if, if not, what are the best socials that you like to direct them um, to? It's in, I'm only really on Instagram. Yeah, which is um, Jen Fricker? Yeah, just Jen Fricker. Uh, look, I'm having a go at TikTok. I don't think it's going well. You gotta. We all gotta. I, I, I'm. I'm sad as well to say. Yeah. I. I. I have had a TikTok account for three years. I haven't done anything with it. But. But I know it's the future, and I it's can't. It's the future, I, unfortunately. We're falling behind. We're falling yeah. behind. We're hanging on to Instagram desperately. But. Um. So no two and no live shows to plug next year. Uh, live shows. I'm sure I've got some booked, but I post it all on socials anyway. Okay. Whatever I'm doing. But yeah. Excellent. Uh, Ben, you and I, we've got. Uh, I'm. I got my heart stopper tour. Uh, starting next year in Perth, then going to Adelaide then to Brisbane, Comedy Festival, Melbourne, Sydney, all of that at uh, Duruk. I think it's durukj.com. I think that's the account. Oh, durukcom Duruk.com.au. I think that's the one. Anyway, just. And then for me, uh, any more questions? It's the same. It's it's uh, come over, ask a question. It's very loose, my show, as listeners will. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, just uh, head to the Instagram bio and then the rest is there. But um, thank you, Patreon, as always. And more importantly, thank you, Jen, for uh doing this it was really 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 nice. it was really nice i'm so glad i got to chat to you both and thank you so much for letting me feel very comfortable as oh, well mate. thank you for doing it mate you're the best all right see you, everybody uh, Love you thanks all. everyone Bye. Bye.